0: Take a look for a moment at the tail of the tape. So we found out that victory has a name and his name is. So when we look at the tail of the tape for Jesus, we look at the height. He is the highest of the heights. Come on, somebody. We're talking about Jesus. When we look at his weight class, he is massive, and he's powerful. Anybody believe that our God is powerful today? When we look at the reach of Jesus, there's nothing he cannot do. Hello, somebody. He can stretch and extend to any level and any length. And when we take a look at his record, Our God is undefeated. Hello, somebody. He is in a class. He is in a class all by himself. Now Jesus has an opponent, Satan. His height, he is the lowest of the low. His weight, he just lacks power. His reach always falls short. And he's record. He is a defeated foe. Hello, somebody. Let me have you stand to your feet as we read the scripture. 1 Samuel chapter 17. I've just come to tell somebody here in Las Vegas, this fight is fixed. Y'all don't want to have church. This fight that we're in is already fixed. First Samuel seventeen forty six This day. Anybody ready for today? This day, a powerful bold statement. David said, This day, I don't know about tomorrow, but this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day, I will give the carcass of your body to the camp of the Philistine, to the birds of the air, and the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth. They will know there is a God. Come on. They will know there is a God in Israel. And all the assembly shall know the Lord. He doesn't say by sword. He doesn't save by spear, for the battle is the Lord. and He will give you into our hands. You can be seated tonight. You know, I have a great opportunity to you to speak on this platform, this stage and behind this podium. Thank you, Pastor Art and Maria. What a great blessing for your invitation for us to come and minister to your wonderful folks here tonight. And thank you to the Las Vegas congregation who's come out to this main event here live in Las Vegas. And I know this is a powerful pulpit. I know there's been some great spoken word from this platform and and from this pulpit. And I don't have no plan to bomb tonight. Can I preach? Uh, Somebody just shout preach. I just want to warn you, I'm a preacher. So can I preach? Somebody shout, preach, preacher. So I want to preach behind this pulpit. And I want to tell somebody, this fight is fixed. This fight that we're in. You, we've heard the apostle Paul tell us that, that he has fought a good fight. We've heard Paul the apostle says that he has warred a good warfare. Have you heard about him? We've heard the Bible tell us to stand still because the battle it is the Lord's. So that tells me this fight I'm in it's not fixed. It's fixed. I'm just going to stand still and watch what God can do. I'm gonna just, I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to tower. I'm not going to hide. I'm just going to stand still because this fight is fixed because the battle, it belongs to the Lord. We win, folks. I said, we win. Some of you, you're going to come in first. Some of you are going to have some favorable results come into your life. I see a victory. I don't know what you see. Pastor Art. I see a victory. I see a victory. That means I, I, I see success in this house. I see triumphant people in this house. I see, when I, when I say I see a victory, that means I see positive results coming and favor results coming to this house. The weapon, it may be formed. That weapon, it may be structured against you. It may be configured and designed against you, but it won't prosper. I wish I had some shouters in the house tonight, but it won't prosper. It won't do very well against you. It won't go well against you. Oh, this is the well conference. Somebody just shout, well. This is the well conference. So I come to this house with a word for somebody. Maybe not everybody, but for somebody that's here that wants a word from God. Come on. This fight is fixed. It's already established. It's already settled. It's already determined. That's why the song. When you sing the song, I see a victory. We sing that a verse, and it's, I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down from this giant because he know the fight is fixed. The old David was outnumbered. This giant was too big for David. This giant was too powerful for David. This giant was just huge, and he had weapons of mass destruction, but David knew the fight was already fixed. Oh, I'm not backing down. Don't you back down, brother. Don't you back down, sister. I'm not backing down from any giant because he says, I already know how the story ends. Oh, I already know how the story ends. Oh, come on. This fight is fixed. You ought to be such bold like that. David spoke boldly because he knew he was guaranteed to win and you could not, cannot lose. No, no matter how powerful your opponent may be tonight, no matter what his trick is in his bag or what, what, what scheme he'll try to pull, you are declared the winner. I said, you are declared the champion, and you are declared the conqueror. You are declared the winner, and no matter what the weapon is, I don't care what it is, uh, it's attacking your home, attacking your marriage, attacking your money, attacking your honey, no matter what it is. It won't do well against you. It will not prosper. You win. David stood before this giant, looked up at him, And said today, today, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. The next time you go into a battle against anything, look at that thing and say, Today, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. Come on, he got a little radical and crazy matter of fact. I'm gonna strike you down. That's bold. Hello, somebody. Today I'm going to strike you down. As a matter of fact, I'm going to cut your head off. Why could David speak like that? Because he knew the fight was fixed. Oh, there we go. My little shouting section over there. He knew the fight was fixed. When you know the fight was fixed, go ahead and just stand tall. Tall. Go ahead and talk bad. Come on, go, go ahead and get radical and just believe God for the impossible and the incredible because you know the fight is already fixed. Everyone here today, he tells this giant, everybody here today will know it's not by a sword or a spear that God saves This battle, is the Lord's. He's going to give you into our hands. That's powerful, folks. Can we speak with such boldness like that when we're up against a battle? Can we speak with such authority and power and anointing and victory when we're up against a war? Today, you're coming down today you've been attacking my marriage for too long it's gonna stop today you've been after my kids for too long today it's gonna stop i'm gonna cut your head off today come on can you can you speak with such boldness i know sometimes it don't make no sense my god David was about this big and the giant was about this big we know the story everybody was scared everybody was towering everybody was afraid it didn't make no sense for this little ruddy David to stand up and say today you're coming down don't he need to make no sense with God for God's perspective of victory and God's favor is not determined by the outcome is established by the income what you got inside of you what you got inside of you? You got that Manny Pacquiao spirit? Come on, you got that Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality inside of you? What you got inside of you? Oh, come on. Gatorade ask you, is it in you? Do you got it in you? What? What's in you? Come on. Faith comes by hearing the Bible says and hearing the word of God. See, in other words, you know you won the fight. When you've got it in you, before you even step into the ring. Mike Tyson, he, he, he was an animal, man. He was an intimidator. He'd look at them, just intimidate them by looking at them. They're all dancing and doing their thing. he just looking at them. Just intimidating them. He had an attitude, I'm going to take this guy. I'm going I'm, I'm to knock him out in the first round. That was his mindset. That was his attitude. I, I'm going to get this belt. I'm going to become the world champion. That was, his, his, that was inside of him. Come on. No matter who he fought, he, he had this intimidating spirit on him. Before he even stepped into the ring, he felt like he was going to win. That's what you need today. You're going to have some victory. Before you even step into the ring, you need to believe you're going to win. Hello, somebody. I don't know what battle you're facing tonight. I don't know what you're up against in line tonight. I don't know what, what, what battle you're in today. What fight you're in or what conflict or struggle that you're in today. What dog fight you might be in. But you need to believe that you're going to get the victory. Because the fight is fixed. Oh, come on, church. The fight is fixed. I don't know what enemy, the enemy has formed against you. I don't know what is fashioned against your life. I don't know what mountain is standing in your way. But I've come down this 15 freeway for four and a half hours to tell somebody in this room, though, no matter who you are, Uh, What you're facing, let your face stand on the integrity and the ability and the power and the loyalty of your God. Hello, somebody, in the faithfulness of your God, that God is going to give me the victory. I wish somebody would stand up and shout, God is going to give me the victory. I trust God. He's gonna give me the victory. That no matter what the weapon is, it will not prosper. It will not win. It will not. Oh, I, I dare somebody to shout. I see a victory. I dare somebody slap your neighbor and say, I see a victory. Whoa! Don't start fighting now. I see oh fight night (laughs) PCLV Grand has fight night I dare somebody to believe God I see a victory and let me tell you you might have been hit you you, you might have heard the bell rung. thought man I can't go back out but I want you to know the fight ain't over you got next round you might have took a hit you might have took a punch a headbutt. A, a karate kick. Oh, I tell people I might not know a, a karate, but I know crazy. Oh, come on. <laughs> Somebody in this room, you got next. Somebody in this room, ding, ding, the fight, you got round two. Somebody in this house, you, ding, ding, you got round five. You, it ain't over yet. It ain't over, tell your honey. It ain't over, honey. You got next. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and it's not of us. You might have 12 inch arms, seven inch arms, or 22s. But it's not you. You might have a chest and weigh 300, but it ain't you. Oh, you've got this treasure inside of you. Oh, it's bigger than you. It's better than you. It's more powerful than you. You've got this treasure inside of you. It's called the power of God, and it's not of us. Oh. And Paul said, because I got this power in me, he said, man, I'm hard-pressed on every side, yet I'm not crushed. I got something inside of me. He says, man, every now and again, I just get all perplexed. I don't know which way is up, but I'm not in despair. Paul said, I get persecuted every now and again, but I know I'm not forsaken. He said, man, every now and again, I even get struck down. But I am not destroyed. Oh, I, I got something in. Oh, I got a fight in me. I wonder you got a fight in you. There's a hidden treasure inside of you. It's not you. It's the power of God. That's just my intro, folks. <laughs> my little section told me to preach short because they want to do something. They might just have to leave. They might just, they might just have to leave by midnight. <laughs> oh, they said, I'm putting them on blast. Woo, come on. That's what they told me. We're in this city that never sleeps. I want to open this message with a powerful statement. Concerning the power of God that's in us. Because the only way we can have real victory. Is we have a God that's victorious. I can only do so much. Your pastors can only do so much. But we have a God in us. Hello somebody. So, so let me tell you victory is not external. Come on. You can be ugly and have victory. Hello, Hello somebody. You can be pretty and have victory. Hello. Oh, Muhammad said, I'm pretty. Oh, I'm the greatest. But victory is not external, victory is internal. Hello, somebody. It's inside of you. The world always determines victory by what's going on around them. But God determines victory by what's going on inside of us. That's why the Bible said this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith, it's inside of us. Paul said we have this treasure inside of us. There's something valuable inside of you. Something precious inside of you. It's called the excellence of the power of God. And it's not of us. I told you his record is, is an impeccable record. That's why we can read a scripture like 1 John 4, 4 where it says greater is he. That's what? In us. That's why Paul said in Philippians 4, 13, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ in me who strengthens me there's something in you bigger than you powerful than you anointed come on somebody there's something in you talking about victory you can't do it alone you can't do it by yourself you have this treasure this excellence and the power of god that's inside of you that's why he says greater he that's in me i can do all things friend if you live long enough as a man of god and a woman of god you know life is always unfair it ain't always fair. Bad things happen to good people. We face financial problems as Christians. We can deal with sickness and disease as believers. We can have a battle in our marriage and in our minds, and I can give you a list of things, but I don't got time. That's that. Oh, that's why Paul said, "I've had trouble." On every side, I went this way and I found trouble. I went this way and I found trouble. I looked behind me and I found trouble. I've had trouble on every side. Oh, anybody has some trouble in life? Oh, but I'm so glad. Trouble don't last always. Come on, I'm so glad. Trouble don't last always. That's why Paul said every now and again, I've been perplexed a few times. Just don't make no sense. I serve God. I pay my tithes. I show up for prayer. Why am I going? I'm perplexed, preacher. I I don't understand what's going on. Paul said, "I've been persecuted and knocked down, but I'm not going to stress. I'm not going to despair." I'm not forsaken. I'm I'm not going to be destroyed. So I've come to tell somebody, it doesn't matter what the enemy is working against you. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon. I don't care what it is. No weapon. Come on. Formed against you shall prosper. That's your word. You want word? That's word. Come on. Y'all preach. You said preach word, preacher. That's word right there. Because there are weapons. There are weapons formed against you. I've been serving God a long time. I know there has been some weapons formed against me. I've been through some stuff in my walk with God. Come on, I've been through some stuff pastoring churches and living for God. I'm not here to tell you I've tipped to some tulips uh, and it's been kumbaya all the rest of my days. Uh, I've been through some ups and downs and ins and outs, but I'm still standing because there's a power in me. uh, Oh, that's greater than me, bigger than me. Hello, somebody. Oh, I know there's weapons formed against you. And they're designed, no doubt, to inflict you uh, and harm you and damage you. My God, there's been some fiery darts launched at some of you out there. But they shall not, shall not prosper or, or, or find its attendant purpose. I remember years ago there was on the Gulf War there was a thing called a, 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 a scud missile, and the enemy would launch these scud missiles. And they were launched to destroy and do harm. And we had this Patriot missile. Oh and it would it would lock on that Scud missile. My God, it would it would it would be launched against that Scud missile and it would hit that Scud missile and blow it up and that missile that Scud missile it did not prosper. Hello somebody. That's how God how way our God works. When the enemy launches some kind of Scud, scam, ugly scallywag missile against you, oh it God will launch a patriot, a Holy Spirit missile against you and blow it up before it gets to you. Shall not prosper. That's why, that's why David said, you, you, you coming at me with this javelin? That's why David said, you, you coming at me with this sword and this javelin? What, 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 what was the sword and the javelin? It was intended to harm David it was intended to kill David and David said you, you coming at me like that boy you coming at me like that oh about to tear this house up <laughs> you coming at me with this weapons of mass? You, you want to harm me and kill me not today not today come on he said, you, you come at me with this javelin and weapon. Well, I'm coming at you in the name. I'm coming at you in the name above every name. I'm coming at you with the name every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I'm coming at you in the name of the Lord. That's why the song said there is power in the mighty name of Jesus. The weapon shall not prosper. It shall not accomplish its purpose. And every war he wages, he wins. I remember seeing this little video. There was a lady, an elder lady. She was working her little store all by herself. And in comes this man. He has a mask on. And he walks up to the lady and he pulls out a gun. And he he tells the lady... Uh, This is a robbery. Give me the money. That lady looked at that robber and she said in the name of Jesus you are not going to rob me. In the name of Jesus put that gun away. In the name of Jesus get out of my store. Oh, that robber began to back up, uh, began to do the moonwalk. Uh, My God, uh, that woman, uh, that that weapon formed against her that day, it did not prosper because she used the name of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2.14 said, thanks to God who, 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 who always, always causes us and leads us to triumph and victory. This makes it happen for us. I want to quickly talk to somebody that's been knocked down. You ever been knocked down? I'm talking about spiritual folks. Spiritual a uh, uh, knockdown. You ever been thrown a, a curveball in your, in your spiritual walk with God? Whew, what was that? I didn't see that coming. You ever been knocked down, thrown a curve, or, or maybe had the wind knocked out of you? I remember one time I was pastoring a church in Monrovia, California. I had a couple. They had some quad racers, and they took me to a, a place called Gorman. Some of you might know Gorman. cause I heard, I heard all y'all from California. <laughs> Man, I thought I was going to see some native people. <laughs> some indigenous Las Vegans. <laughs> You're all from California. I remember he, he he took me, I had this quad racer. I'd never been on the road, and, and it's just the hills. And, and I'm on this quad racer, and I'm following him. And all of a sudden, there's a sharp turn, and, and I didn't know it was coming. And, and I tried to catch that turn, and, and man, it didn't work. That, that, it, it just, I begin to fall. There's a big old cliff, and I just the, 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 the whole quad racer just begins to fall. I just let it go. I let it go, and then I'm flying through the air. I hit the ground. Boom. I have a helmet. I get up. I can't breathe. I go. (laughs) I'm trying to catch. Oh, it's horrible to have the wind knocked out of here. Anybody heard the wind? (laughs) Uh, I tell my wife she's the wind beneath my wings. uh, But, man, I... I want to talk to somebody who's had the wind knocked out of you. In a fight, in a fight, when you're down, when you're down and trouble and you need a helping. Oh, let me stop. I got to start charging a mission if I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're in a fight and you're down, it matters who's in your corner. I said it matters who's in your corner. I remember watching the Rockies, the first, especially the early ones. Man, when he get so beat up, and he would be down, he didn't want to get back up. But there comes Mickey. He get down that floor. Come on, rock. Get a rock. You can do this, rock. Get a rock. And all of a sudden, he'd hear that dun dun dun. All of a sudden, man, the old Kurt Franklin comes on. All of a sudden, man, an elevation worship comes on. All of a sudden, he begin it matters. If Mickey wasn't there in his corner, he would have probably stayed down. Jesus, when he was in the grave, the Bible says the angels came and ministered to him. It matters who's in your corner. And if you've been hit hard and knocked off your feet, didn't kill you, you're still here. Uh, You've got a great victorious Jesus. Mm, That's in your corner. (laughs) He's your cut man. He, he's your manager. He, he's everything you need. Come on, somebody. You may have lost a round, but stay in the fight. I said stay in the fight because the Bible tells us this is somehow, some way, this is going to work together for my good, my God. Bible, we then we sing the song that, that we take what the enemy is meant for evil, and that man that's in your corner, that Jesus, that victorious one, he makes what the enemy turns for makes it for evil and he turns it for good and all these things all these devices against you and all these gadgets against you we are more than conquerors i grew up watching Runner. anybody grew up watching the roadrunner where are my old people at uh, Wild E Coyote and the Road Runner, and you know that that Coyote man—where he got the money? But he was ordering Amazon all the time. <laughs> he had Prime Amazon, next day delivery. Man, there was rockets and bombs and all kind of stuff that came to him. <laughs> All these weapons formed against the road runner, but none of them prospered. It was all me, me, oh, come on, somebody. Come on. And I know for some of you that there, there's been some stuff against you, but look at you're still here, and you're still standing, and you're still praising, and you're still serving God, and you're still, oh, I dare somebody to say, me, me. Wow. (laughs) God is able to keep you, folks. And it's going to work together for your good. He said, in all these things, all this stuff against me, I'm more than a conqueror. And somebody needs to know that tonight. It ain't over. Some of you in this room, you got next round. Tag, you're it. Get in there. Float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. Come on. Some of you in this room, you're getting ready to start the next chapter of your life. You're getting ready to go the next round in your spiritual life. I prophesy new strength is coming to somebody here today. I prophesy a new anointing is coming to somebody here today. Hallelujah. Come on. I, I, I dare. I dare some of you start running toward the giant. Amen. Well, everybody's running away from the giant. David. He ran toward the giant. The Philistines and the Israelites were enemies. There was a battle. The Philistines, the Bible says, were on one mountain. And Israel stood on the other mountain. Oh, Clint Eastwood moment. <laughs> one side was the enemy and one side was the children of Israel. The Philistines had these weapons of mass destruction. They said, you come out to battle. You want to fight? Give me a man that will fight me. Give me a man that will fight me. Right in the heat of the battle, while some hid and some ran, we are introduced to a giant killer. Don't even know it yet. Some of you don't even know how powerful you're going to be. Some of you don't even know how anointed you're going to become. We are introduced for the first time to a giant killer. In this corner, David, who has killed a bear and killed a lion. But in this corner, we have Goliath undefeated. We introduced to this giant killer. I wonder who's about to emerge in this church. While the others ran and fled and, and, and were afraid, David was going to run toward the giant. But you know, as you serve God, there's going to be haters. I didn't say raiders, I said haters. When David, when David showed up, he was questioned by his brothers. What you come down here for, dude? Boy, matter of fact, who's taking care of the sheep? Man, you you ain't doing your job. Who's taking care of the sheep? Somebody, one of his brothers said, David, you're full of pride coming down here trying to show up. you're full of pride. Well, David said, is there not a cause? Is there not a reason to rise? And Saul looked at David. And Saul looked David right in the eyes and told David, you're not able to beat this giant. Wow. Just trying to serve God and do good. You know, all these haters. Anybody got some haters? I remember when I got saved, man, my, my family got mad at me because I no longer drank with them, no longer smoked with them. Uh, oh, come on, they, they got mad because I got saved. Oh, you won't laugh. You'll be back. Well, they've been waiting for 37 years. <laughs> they tell David, what you doing here, David? You're full of pride. As a matter of fact, Saul looked at David and said, you're not able to go against this Philistine." But David said, let me testify. Oh, anybody got a testimony? David said, hold on, brothers. Hold on, Deacon Saul. Let me testify. When I was in the field, God was there when I fought a bear. Let me just testify. God was there when I fought a lion. And I know this fight is fixed. Oh, I know he will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. Oh, and all of a sudden, whoa, bro, go go ahead and do what you want to do. Do what's in your heart, David, and the Lord be with you. Que te vaya bien. Vaya con Dios. <laughs> because David knew whenever God enters the picture, everything changes. David... He took some smooth stone because he was a smooth operator. (laughs) He took some smooth stones and a sling in his hand and he went toward the Philistines and said, the Lord today will deliver you into my hands and I'm going to strike you, take your head because there's a God in Israel that's not going to win this battle by sword. He's not going to win this battle by spear, but the battle is the Lord's. And David ran toward the army in a full run. My God, I'm talking about a full run. Took a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine. I dare somebody to run toward your giant. Take a stone with you. Bring a slingshot. Army knife, marine knife, whatever you got to do. (laughs) And Run. Listen, victory is the theme of this weekend, right? Victory is the subject matter and the topic of this weekend. And let me just tell you something about victory as I close. Victory makes you happy. I'm happy. Anybody happy? Clap your hands if you know what happiness is to you. Victory... If you ever won a ribbon, if you ever won a trophy, oh, victory makes you happy, right? Let me tell you something about victory. Uh, Victory makes you shout. Hello, somebody. Victory makes you say, whoa, oh, yeah, whoa. Victory makes you shout. Uh, Let me tell you something about victory. Uh, Victory makes you dance. Uh, Oh, come on. Uh, Anybody got a victory dance? Uh, Come on, anybody got a victory? Victory makes you celebrate. There's something powerful about the victory ball. When you win, they say, You get the victory ball. You get the victory ball. I I wonder who wants the victory ball. It says the Whale Conference on there, Victory 2020. Pastor Oscar, stand to your feet. Hope you feel like little Sherman. What's his name? Who's the who's the who's the receiver? Who's the raider receiver? Whoever, Baller, Waller, you're getting ready to go to Colorado. God's gonna give you victory. Take this ball with you, brother, and believe God. Now go! we got the victory ball. Come on, do a, little, do a little end zone dance. Let me see a little end zone. Come on, a little end zone dance. Come on. Oh, yeah. Come on, spike that ball. Come on. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Woo. Why don't we stand? Victory makes you happy, makes you dance, makes you shout, makes you celebrate. Victory is an attitude, folks. What is an attitude? It's a, it's a position assumed for a specific pur- purpose. It's a mental position, your attitude. Some of you need to get a Holy Ghost attitude, because I know y'all have some bad attitudes in your life. Victory begins with a decision. To believe God. Victory always demands determination. It's a way of life. We heard last night, Pastor David said, victory is not a one-time thing. It's a lifestyle. Victory is the spirit of perseverance. This is where you stand in the door and knock, and you keep asking, seeking, and knocking, and not give up. Victory keeps pressing. That's what David did. Because this fight is fixed. Job, who went through some stuff in his life, he says, the Lord knows the way I take. And when I'm tried, I'm gonna come forth as gold. I'm gonna win this thing. Some Hebrew boys got thrown into a fiery furnace and they knew the fight was fixed. They said, Our God is able. Our God is able. So I've come to tell somebody, whatever you're up against or whatever you're facing, the fight is fixed. It's already secured, established, decided, and settled. So don't back down from any giant because you know how this story ends. You know David knew how the story ends. Oh, I feel the presence of God in this place, folks. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel victory in this place. Pastor Art, if you're here,